Yeah. Testing one, two, three, one, two, three. One, All right. Two, three. We back. Oh, we back. <laughs> episode 12, right? Nigga, something. Yep, episode 12, actually. Episode yep. 12, man. God damn. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So, we got a great one for y'all today. Of course, we're going to get right into it. Highlights of week two, bro. What'd you watch from last week? Holy shit, right? It's another great week of basketball in the NBA, huh? I know. Absolutely. Things picking up extremely fast. Yep, it's been a very exciting time. You mean from. Again, I don't, I don't know how this name keeps coming to my mouth. Steph Curry. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Steph Curry hooping. I got, think the first thing we need to talk about anyways is the Warriors. Yes. Uh, should, um, we, should we give them a shout-out? Do they need a shout-out? Nigga, they're, they're, they're <laughs> out there playing pick-up basketball. <laughs> they're, playing, they're, they're, they're still yeah. beating niggas by 30. They're playing, they're playing intramural rec basketball. They're playing, they're, they're playing intramural sport competitive league basketball. That's... That's who they feel like they're playing right now. They are having a lot of fucking fun and not giving a shit about who they beat in the, on the long way. Not at all. Think about this. So last week, they played the Wizards, they played the Net, the Knicks, the Nets, and the Bulls. That's going to be the easiest fucking four, four series of games they've ever played. Four inferior, inferior. Yeah, it's not, even, it's, not even, it's not even not even close. So what do you expect? You know, so less, so you know, right now the Warriors are 7-1. and one. Um, They're on a five-game win streak. Yeah. They're averaging 124 points per fucking game. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they're averaging that much. That's expected, though. It is expected. Could, I, we keep talking about how much points these the the, the, uh, the Warriors could score like in a season, but I think at one point this year, they're going to drop 180 on a fucking team. I the think about the Hawks or the Suns or the Cavs or something like Butterfield. Like hey, it could happen. <laughs> hey, 180. Uh, it's not a stretch for them. But anyways, so... Um, as you know, Steph Curry had a fucking phenomenal week too. I mean, Steph Curry's Steph Curry's on a fu- on a fuck you tour, right? Yeah. The biggest fuck you tour in the, in the early season so far. He had like five straight games with like five or more threes. Um, he had that one game where he was like seven for twelve from threes. Nigga, how the fuck? Do, I guess the Nets. How the fuck do you shoot seven threes in a game? But that doesn't that, that doesn't that doesn't even doesn't even begin to explain it. You have you have Steph and Curry hooping. You have Kevin Durant dropping thirty five a game. I'm the, telling you too. The, the thing past is, fucking four the, or five the games. thing is too with the Warriors. You have Steph Curry, who like like we said in the previous episode. I was talking telling Josh that Steph Curry might average thirty points this game, and then after Steph, a couple games later, Josh is like, "Shit, you might be right." And then I was looking at the box score. I'm telling you, bro. Every time Steph Curry was dropping big numbers, you had Kevin Durant drop like twenty eight, twenty nine, soft twenty eight here, 28. soft thirty two there. It's like because Steph Curry's over there dropping thirty six. Super low key, and then not to mention, I think a favorite of both of ours, fucking Clay Thompson. 
Puts the headband on, bro. Can you fucking... On month, oh, my gosh. The Bulls got fucking massacred. Nigga, they had 92 points in the first How half. How the fuck do you score 92 points in the fucking half of an NBA basketball team? You should, be, you should be ashamed of yourself, Bulls. If you let a team score 92 points on you in one half of basketball... What G League team can we bump up and bump the Bulls down to? I'm telling you, bro. Fuck it. Send, fuck it. send South Bay Lakers down to, 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 the fucking, to, to the fucking NBA and send the Bulls back I'm telling to G League, bro. I'm telling you something, bro. bro. Bring someone in from Europe. Because that does not look good. You know you know what kind of bullshit I expected from? What? Remember that one season where the Sixers only won like 12, 12 games? games? Yep. Oh, man. I don't even think they let someone score 92 on them and a half. Fuck no. But anyways, get back, get back to Clay Thompson. Bro, 52 points. 13 broke, threes. Broke the record. I think it was 14 threes. 14 threes. 14 threes. Broke the record. Broke Steph Curry's record. You can see them both. You can, you, there's, there's an interview of of, of, Steph, of Clay t- talking about breaking the record and how Steph was all like, go, 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 do it, bro. And honestly, that's a great-ass teammate. Absolutely. These guys are having so much fucking fun out there. It doesn't give a fuck who's... Doesn't give a fuck who puts up points on. They play rock. They go Rochambeau for fucking. See, Susan drop fifty every night. They play paper rock scissors. They really do. <laughs> they they really be like, all right, all right. Best two out of three. Whoever gets whoever whoever wins paper rock scissors drops fifty. <laughs> you get all the shots. You get every fucking shot, bro. Also, but you know what the, the the most impressive thing about it? What? Clay Thompson was coming off like a nine for twenty three on three. He was. He was shooting so bad from the three point line, slum, bro. Yes. Really best friend, something. Right? He was super low. Hey, um, I guess I just he broke it. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. He broke that shit real fast too. I'm telling you. Oh my god! And also, not, not, not to mention the the points of the scoring, 124. They're all they're also first in assists per game with 29.6 a game. That's it's it's because you fucking have to double team everyone on the court. Oh yeah. And the moment you double team them, you mean. Fuck, I mean, shit. J-Mo, Someone's always wide open. J-Mo is averaging 8.1 assists this year. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. And that so, wait, that wait, piece. It's, yeah. And then you have Draymond dishing out assists like he's a fucking point guard. Right. Um, but yeah, Clay Thompson was ridiculous. Did you see um, Boogie get the tech? I did see Boogie get the tech. Well, how the, so apparently just... what happened was he made it Edis Cantor and, and him going at it a little bit in the, pre, the, pre, the, the warm-ups, the warm-ups. pre-game. And the refs went out to both of them and said, hey, I need you both to know, Kenta, you are not to talk to the bench at whatsoever. And DeMarcus, you're on the bench. You no need to talk <laughs> to any of the players. You shouldn't be talking to anybody in the first Just place. <laughs> don't talk to any of the players. Don't talk to the bench. Don't talk to the players on the court. None of that. And so the refs gave them both a fair warning. And the refs were like, you know, we know DeMarcus Cousins and how he is. He's like, you mean, gave them that first technical. And they are like, we're not going to deal with this. Yeah, you're yeah. out of the game. And so it's like, you know what, DeMarcus, with like, – I, I don't know how many years you've led the league in technicals. It's been it's like yeah, bro. You you mean you can't really be mad. You really can't. It's yeah. like it's not it's, it's not like you're. You mean if you were like playing and putting in minutes, it'd be different. You're obviously, the obviously they wouldn't have they wouldn't have ejected you on one tech. But like yeah. w- when you're on the bench and yeah, you get a technical and yeah, the other team gets free throws in the ball. But it's like you mean it doesn't really punish you guys that much because you're not playing exactly. Right. And so it was something good to do, but. Real, one more thing off the, the Warriors while we're on them. Um, back to Draymond Green. You see what Draymond Green said about Kawhi Leonard? What do you say? So they were talking, because you know how Draymond Green a couple weeks ago was like, yeah, no one's playing defense anymore in the, in the NBA. It doesn't look like it. He's <laughs> like, honestly, bro. It doesn't look like it at all. <laughs> no one's playing defense anymore. And so 
And they're asking him, like, oh, who's, you mean, who's the best defender in the league? He goes, well, clearly, I'm the best defender in the league. And he goes, the only person that comes even close to me is Kawhi Leonard. True. Everybody else, not least, a chance. At least he knows. At least, at least he knows. At least he recognizes. Real recognizes real. Exactly, right? Anyway, so, anyways, getting back to the Warriors, man. It looks, it looks like they're fucking, they're just fucking around out there. Like, Steve Kerr is oh, not even, Steve Kerr is not even... I don't even I'm coaching anymore. Low you know key, I mean? I'm, low key, I'm not even sure he's showing up anymore. For real, he's just sitting on the bench and enjoying the game like everybody else. He's just a spectator at this point. He just got those courtside seats. When the Warriors, and he's getting paid, right? When the Warriors, when the Warriors are clicking, clicking like this, and the shots are going in, and they're not, and they're just having fun with basketball, and uh, unstoppable. I'm telling. Unstoppable. Here's what I was thinking too, um, bro. If they keep playing this way, are, are they gonna are they gonna beat their 73 and 9 record, bro? No, I don't think. I think no. There's no way there's no way they come close to that record again. Why? I, but I'm just think of, think about know, the way they've been playing. I know, I know, I know, but it's but it's, but especially with the the type of people are not playing defense anymore in the NBA, the, the, the the notion that people aren't playing defense in the league anymore. It's going to be super hard for them to you know, keep keep, keep people under a reasonable score. And plus it's not like we've seen in the last couple of years. It's not always going to be right now. Right now, it's good for the Warriors, but they're gonna but they're gonna go through some go through some 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 some, some, some roadblocks in the season. I I don't know. They're gonna be they're gonna be for now. They're gonna be a great team nonetheless, but not seventy not seventy four and not seventy four and eight good. Well, here, here here's my here's my thing. Uh, I would, but here's um you know for me too. I'm not even gonna be surprised if they get a seventy win season. Though. No, neither am I. But here's the thing, too. Think about this. Like you said, yeah, there's more focus. There's not that much focus on defense anymore. Um, look at the East. There's really no one in the East that's oh going to give God. them a challenge, except for maybe the Bucks. We're not, we're not talking about Except this. for maybe the Bucks and maybe the Raptors. Those right. two teams in the East are the only ones and that Philly. I'm thinking. And Philly, maybe. Philly needs to get their shit together. Yeah. If Philly gets their shit together, maybe those three. But realistically, only only the Bucks and the Raptors. And they're only playing those two teams twice each. Yeah. Because they're an East team. Then you come to the West. Oh, the West is the most competitive Stacked. league. The Rockets are one and five. Trash. We're gonna no, talk about the we're gonna talk about the Rockets a little bit. The Lakers trash. are two and five. Fucking suspect as shit. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else do we have? You got Donovan Mitchell right now shooting like nine for twenty three, nine for twenty two. Awful. You mean the Jazz are a little hit and miss right now? What other What are the um, lead teams do we have um, in, in the, the West? So you have so the Spurs are doing pretty well. I know that. the Thunder. Or what the, 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 the two and Thunder and five, two, two and four. Two and four. Two and, Something like that. Yeah, you mean Paul George and Westbrook had a good game last night, but it's like, you mean and they, they they did beat the Warriors every all four games, all three games last season. They did, but it's like, yeah, the uh, ulti- like ultimately the Warriors are going to be on. Of course, the Warriors are going to be on top. It's They're going to be on some bullshit just, the whole season. It's just, a, it's just a matter of how bad we can, how bad teams can stop the damage for the most part. You know what I mean? You at um in a couple in a, like a, in three four months, Boogie's going to be back in that lineup, mm-hmm. and they're going to be. It's gonna be a healthy boogie, you know. Uh, you know, hopefully a healthy Steph, have healthy Clay, healthy Katie, healthy, healthy Draymond, and they're still gonna. Be, they're still the team. They're they're still the team in the NBA. The 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 the, uh, the, the elite. You know what I mean? Shouts shouts Tim Hardaway real quick. I'm watching the fucking game. Shout to Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway Jr. Seven for nine from the three pointers. Got thirty one right now against fucking Indiana. Crazy. Shout to the Knicks too. All right, moving on to the next team. Shit. Shout to the Kings, man. Dude, they're playing basketball. They're five and three. I know, bro. I have to. I have to admit this right now. Um, in in the off season, I was when we, when we were just talking bullshit about teams. I I, w- I think we had them like numbered like like uh, second to last. I think I had them the very very last, bro. To the fuck, I had them, I think I had them in last in the West. But shit, 
They got a better record than the Lakers right now, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, bro. They <laughs> the Kings right now are five and three. They're on a four game win streak. They've they 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 won games last week against the Magic, the Heat, the Wizards, and the Grizzlies. Um, they're shooting forty percent from three point land, which is fourth in the league. Jesus. Fifty percent from the field. They're twelfth in steals. God damn! And then you have and then you have all these. It's just a, it's just a youth movement over there right now. I mean, you have De'Aaron Fox averaging seventeen to five. Or seventeen? No, no. Darren Fox averaging seventeen to six. Um, Buddy Hill is the leading scorer with eighteen and nine. Uh, eighteen point nine points per game. Uh, points per game. Marvin Bagley has twelve and seven as a rookie. He's having a steady rookie year. Mm-hmm. And I think, considering how many like great shooters they have on that team, right? Exactly. Do we think the Kings are going to keep this up though? Uh, no, not at all. No, I'm gonna tell you right now. No, let's be real. no, I don't. No, it's no, no, nice. No, no. It's it's nice that they're they're having this this little. This, hey, at least we know they're gonna have more than five wins. Hey, that's hey, exactly. They might should this year. They might get thirty. Oh, like I'm telling you, hands bro. up, bro. Hands we up. Want, don't we don't want, want no problems. problems. Hands up. We don't want no problems. No issues. Beef, but shit. For let's 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 do it in the moment, bro. Right now they're playing hot basketball. Hopefully, they, who who do they play? Who do they play next? Kings. Uh, the Hawks. So that should that should be an easy. That's win. gonna be the rookie. The rookie. Not day. an easy win, but it should be. A significant. It should be another like another good win a, to make a, them a feel better step, about a themselves. A good stepping stone. Yeah. Make feel another feel good win. Another feel good win. They, they need a lot more of those, man. Absolutely. All right, get on to the next team. Yo, what's up? Memphis is four and two. They are four and two. Isn't that surprising? I w- we were also shitting on them. <laughs> we the were shitting on them hard. We t- I could swear they're gonna be. I thought they were gonna be brown. But hey, listen to me. I thought they were gonna shit the bed. You bring Mike. You bring Mike Conley back. I guess that's why he's making 156 million over like four, four yeah. five years. The you f- remember? You remember that like that that twenty like that 30, 32, 36 hour period where Mike Conley was the highest paid athlete in the NBA, and we were all like, "What the fuck? Why? <laughs> why the fuck is he getting paid that much to do what?" I don't know what we were smoking, bro, but something happened. Mike Conley's a great ISO ball. Is is a great ISO ball. Oh, yeah. He's also and him and the, the pick and roll with him and Marcus Saul. If they're on, it's they're on. And, and the thing popping, too, dude, bro. is Marcus Saul's Marcus Saul is like Joel Embiid. He's gonna pull up on. He's gonna pull up from any oh, distance. Hell yeah. He can make threes. He's one of the best mid range center. He's probably the best mid range shooting center in the league. Right. He's been doing that for I don't know how long now. Great, great spot-up shooter. It's ridiculous. And then they, and they also have these pieces, other pieces, like uh, they have Garrett Temple, who has, who I think is having a pretty good season this year. He's averaging a little bit of summer, something like that. They have uh, Jerron. How's Jerron Jackson doing? We haven't, we haven't heard much about Jerron Jackson. He's he's supposed to be he's supposed to be the, the diamond in the rough. The one out of Mich- the one out of Michigan uh, State. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, he. You mean he was what? What was he drafted? Like number five? Five. Five or I think it was four. <laughs> I think he um, drafted like number four. Um. He's supposed to be. He was great at Michigan State. Fuck um, he's averaging 11, 11 and a half points, five rebounds. He's averaging a block. That's good. If he can establish himself as a as a as a, as a dominant shot blocker or rim protector, dude. Even now, even the even um, the fact that he 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 he's getting at least a block a game. You mean um, you keep working with it's Marcus Saul? It's and gonna be good. Do you, Grizzlies, do we do we believe in their stock this year? I mean now now that we're I mean now that we're the five games in. I think, I think that they could be, they could sneak in, in the West. For me, I think Mike Collins gonna get hurt again. That dude is. You think so? He's missed so many games the last two seasons. Yeah, he has. I'm just here's here for me. If Mike Conley can stay healthy, they can. You I mean, easily a thirty plus win team. 
35 plus win team. But the thing is, the moment Mike Conley gets hurt, as it's been in the past two, three seasons, the moment Mike Conley goes down, that team just shits the bed. Shits the bed. Do you remember three, four, four years ago when Mike Conley got hurt and they had Mario Chalmers as the only point guard on that team? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mario Chalmers, man. No, that, I'm telling that, you, bro. That, that's a fan favorite of ours, man. Shout out to Mario, but nah, for real. Memphis is having good, they, they look good early on. If they can keep the success going for a little bit and they can, if they can keep playing the way they've been playing. No doubts in my mind that they could be a team that's going to be in that playoff race for a certain period of time. I'm telling you. Um, getting get getting to the next shout out. Boom, next team. Shout out to the Bucks, man. They are the number one team. They are the number one team in the league right now. Seven and zero. Fucking everybody's contributing a little bit to to the to the pot, dude. Like you were saying the other day, bro. All they needed was a coach. That's crazy, right? They had all. all that's really all they need, right? Imagine what a good coach does for the, for the NBA team. Mike Budenholzer has them playing inspired basketball. Yes, they're hitting their three pointers. They're they're averaging thirty eight point four percent from three point land, which is sixth in the NBA right now. Um, they have five players that are averaging more than twelve points per game: Brandon, uh, uh, Brooke Lopez, Malcolm Brogdon, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, and and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Ah, Giannis. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna get that name down sooner or later. Antetokounmpo. Giannis. And then, and then, uh, and then also, Giannis and Middleton are both averaging twenty plus. Are they for real? Can we, are are the Bucks for real this time? Are are are, are we done calling them a sixty the sixty of the of the East? Dude, if they keep playing the basketball that they're playing, they they're gonna to. knock Philadelphia out of the top three in the East, bro. Oh, fuck yeah, Philly, Philly's Philly's shit is looking ashy right now. Yes, last year. absolutely. Ben Simmons and, and and the boys over there are getting them shits. They're getting they have to figure shit out. They still have to figure out a lot a lot about their starting lineups and the rotations around because they're not playing the same basketball they were playing at the beginning of the season last season. Like, not, like you know, Joel Embiid is getting his numbers, but he just sloppy. But anyway, getting back to the Bucks. So on Monday when they play the Raptors, uh, minus so minus Giannis for um, for the Bucks and minus Kawhi for the Raptors, the Bucks still managed to shoot nineteen three pointers, tying their franchise record. I'm telling you, bro. Um, bro, the Bucks are playing great basketball, bro. They're, they lead the league right now in rebounds per game at fifty five rebounds a game. They're tied for fourth in assists per game at just about twenty seven. And they're fourth in the league for points allowed against them at 104, and while the, averaging 120 points a game. Crazy, right? How many, it, aren't the Warriors averaging like 125? Or some, what are the Warriors averaging? The average, the Warriors are averaging 124. Right, they're right there with them, right? But 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 the thing but the thing for for years with the, the the thing for for years with the Bucks was that they had the pieces there. You know what I mean? But they just never had a coach to put them. In the right systems, in the right, and, and put them in the right spot. It's a bunch of. It was just a bunch of guys with jerseys on running around the court. Exactly. Now with now now with, with an organized system. Now with Budenholzer, a, a disciple of the pop uh, of the of the Greg Popovich dynasty. System, dynasty. The whole coaching tree that Pop has. They're gonna. He's he's she's gonna get their best every single night. You know? Absolutely. That that's exactly what he did in Atlanta. With exactly. Al Horford, right. Jeff Teague, Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver. That, tw- um, that 2014, 2015, 2014. Um, Damari Carroll. Yep. Yes. That's exactly what he did with Them those Them niggas were all All-Stars in the East that year. Yes. <laughs> yes, bro. He led them to like a 62-win season. I'm telling you, bro. It's it's the system, bro. When he 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 knows what each player can bring to the table, and he goes out and he 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 ensures that they contribute the way that they need to. Exactly. 
Hey, and Giannis too. That doesn't it doesn't hurt that it doesn't hurt to have a fucking generational player like him on your fucking. It does not hurt to have twenty seven to fifteen still he's averaging this season. Oh my god. That nigga is that nigga's gonna be that nigga's gonna be a top three vote getter in the MVP this year, I promise you. Dude, I'm telling you, bro, I think he's gonna win that. You think he's gonna win? Uh, if he if by the midway point in the season he can show us that he can make at least one three a game. Oh shit. Yes. <clears throat> We're still waiting for that first three, Giannis. You gotta hit that shit, big boy. I'm telling you. So, you mean, um, you mean we're slowly seeing his jumpers come a little further out. Yeah. And I think once he, once he be, once it becomes like a guaranteed factor that you cannot leave him by himself whatsoever <laughs> in the three point line, it's game over, bro. It's game over. It's game over for whoever you're playing. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the Bucks. Shout out to you. Shout out to y'all, man. All right, to wrap it up, we're gonna, we're gonna go, go go over a few numbers from a, a few a few. Uh, Numbers from the last couple weeks. Shout out to Dame Lillard. He scored 41 points versus the Magic last week, Thursday. Yeah, he did. And he also scored 42 in a loss against, I think it was, who did they lose? Who did they lose this week? Uh, they, he, dropped 40, he dropped 41 and, 40, and 42 this week against, um, against, against the Magic. And then I guess it was the, I want to say Spurs, but I don't, I don't remember who they played. But anyways, shout out to Dame. That's fucking crazy. Shout out to Montrez Harrell. From the LA Clippers. No, Nick. And he dropped like 30. He, he dropped a 30 piece against the fucking Rockets last oh Friday. Oh my god. How the f- Hey, Doc Rivers has been playing inspired basketball over there in LA. Over on the on the other side of the Staples Center. Not the LA, not the Lakers side, but the Clippers side. He's got him playing inspired basketball. I'm telling you, bro. Shout out to Luka Doncic for dropping 31, 8, and 4. I saw that. That was wild, right? That's crazy. That nigga, ugh. Crazy. Good. Crazy good. And he just seems like he's gonna get better. They play. Who's who? I'll play the Suns tonight. I forgot about that. But Luka's gonna be a good one too. And also, shout out to Tony Parker, former Spurs legend, if you want to call him that. Dropped twenty four and eleven at 34, 35 years old last on Tuesday against the Heat. Father Time went back on and, and, oh, and yeah. got him, bro. Any shout outs for anybody you want to shout out numbers? Yeah, bro. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. He finally started playing basketball. <laughs> Cut the fro. It's the fucking haircut, bro. Cut the fro. You know what I mean? All that fucking hair was just fucking with I'm his brain. I'm telling you, bro. It's too much weight pushing down on his frontal lower something, bro. Nigga forgot how to shoot the ball. Oh, he looked good but, last night. Yeah, bro. 10 for 16, 4 for 7 from the 3. Hit most of his free throws. 31 points with like 5 assists. Um, So he was playing good. He was playing good basketball. Um, it's, you mean he only had two turnovers too? Good job. So not bad. Oh, yeah, um, playing great basketball. It's good to see Kyrie play good. When Kyrie when Kyrie plays well, it seems like everybody's happy. And the thing about it too is we can't forget Kyrie Irving gets butt hurt way too easy, and he could not afford to be playing basketball like that for too oh, much longer. Heavens, no. he, had to, he had he had to get that shit changed fast, you quick, know? super quick. He's like, all right, let me go see my barber, go get a new pair of shoes, and we'll start playing basketball. We'll, we'll, see, we'll get back to you. You feel me? Oh, shit, yeah, shout out to Kyrie, bro. Uh-huh. That, nigga, that nigga's going to be good this year, too, for Boston. Okay. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Kyrie and um, Kyrie Irving, shit, let's talk about his former team. It's it's not really a highlight. It's kind of a low light. But, but hey, they got their first one of the season. That's Shout out to the Cavs for getting their first win of the season this week hey, against bro. the Hawks, right? Hey, your word's not mine. We don't got we don't got to worry about who they beat. Yes, it might have been the Hawks. <laughs> Hey, bro, wins a win. <laughs> yeah, wins a win. They still got a little tally mark in the yeah. win column. The first win in the post Tyloo era, bro. As you may know already, um, Friday says... <laughs> I have to laugh. Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. 
So they, I'm telling you, bro, I hadn't even drank my orange juice nigga, yet. Nigga, I, I, like, I got the news at like seven o'clock that morning. I got it. I woke up. I woke up to the ESPN sound out going on my phone, and I'm like, Tyloo, Tyloo is the, the the rumor was Tyru Tyron Lu is expected to be fired today, and I'm like, wait, is he gonna get fired today, or is he not gonna get fired today? And then soon enough, hours later, it's confirmed. Tyron Lue is is fired as, as as the Cavs head coach after only six games in, after six games in the season, and I was like, does Ty Lue know about this? <laughs> does Ty Lue got does Ty Lue know he got fired because it came through Sunday morning for me, super quick and super early, and you you would thought like the whole process was kind of like rushed as far as like him getting him getting him getting himself in, out the fucking door as fast as possible, but nigga, we woke I didn't niggas didn't get out of church. To see it, niggas didn't got a Sunday breakfast to come see it. They threw it on us like a fucking, like a fucking piece, of, like a newspaper. Here, take the shit and read it. All right, but Tyler's gone. How do you feel about this? Well, you know, I think the first thing that everyone thinks about is, you mean, yeah, you lose your first six games this season, uh, right? First five or six first games, five or six games, first something were, like that. They were cheeks. You mean it was? They were cheeks. It was. And here's the thing too, like I, at least. Four or five of the four of those six games, they only lost by like a cut, like six mm. points here, five points there. Bro, it no. wasn't like they were getting blown out every game. But then immediately going after that, like I said, you mean you, you have to think about okay, well, you mean the last three seasons he they, he's took them to the finals. Obviously, he is that championship right. in 2016. He was he he was one of the winningest coaches, uh, active coaches in the NBA. Yeah, he was like a 74 75 win, yeah, dude. Like they're, like. Despite, in the in the regular season and the playoffs, yeah, bro. Like it was like it wasn't like he was a bad coach. I mean, but you you know what it is though. I think it, dude, it's clearly Cleveland, bro. Because yeah, I'm telling ca- you, bro. Yeah, how are you gonna fire David? They did that same shit to David Black, right? At the beginning of uh, LeBron's second year back in Cleveland, they go to the NBA Finals. LeBron takes them to like six games without Kyrie and Kevin Love, and David Black gets fired like the next fifteen games into the, the season. season. It's like what? What's going bro, on over there? No, for real, no. I don't even know who the head coach is over there right now, bro. And I, it's well, shit. That's the that's the even worse part. It's so bad for the Cavs right now in that no one wants city. to go coach. No one, yeah, no one wants to coach. There we go. No one wants to coach him. No one's coach him. No you have wants to you, coach. you have uh, Larry Drew, the interim, the the, the interim. Coach. I say interim very lightly because nigga, they're, he's the, they're still trying to get the, the 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 deal, the contracts, his contract all together. But he was, but he was telling, but he was telling the, he's telling the media, he's been very adamant about it too. Larry Drew was like, "Yo, we were we were all promised that we we're gonna get extensions after after at the end, end last season, and we didn't get them." So I don't know what they expect me to do. I'll take the role on as as it comes, but I'm but we need to talk about like. Are the, the the money going towards it because shit. It's no surprise to anybody here that um fucking David uh the owner David Griffin right um Dan Gilbert Dan Gilbert yeah sorry Dan Gilbert is a piece of shit oh that's he, that's hands down that's 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 a fact actual factual bro one of the worst owners in NBA history maybe in maybe entire maybe in the entire sports realm he's one of the worst bro Dan Gilbert is absolutely. Top top three worst owner ever. The, the he's so right, grateful, right? Right now, I him and Robert Sarver are my two least favorite owners in the entire league. I'm telling you, shout out to my sons. But yes, Dan uh, Dan Gilbert, he's way too involved. His knowledge on the operations of a basketball team is horrible. Shit. He should not be. He should not be. He should not be um, participating as much as he does. It's no. bad for the team, and I don't know how he that's doesn't why, understand that it's bad for the team. 
It was clearly him who drove LeBron out the yes. first time. Yes. It was clearly him who drove him out the, the second, second time. time. And now you fired Ty Lue. You're not going to get a good coach to come play for you. Your assistant coach barely wanted to take the the interim position as your head coach. Your roster right now is 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 is, is, sad, is, is all ups, is upset because you get you get rid of Ty Lue. Ty, Ty, not despite all the jokes that we got about Ty Lue, guys liked him. Yes, like he's respected. He's, he's respected. Very, he's 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 the most respected guy that you were going to have in that locker room exactly, on, right? on the coach on the coaching staff. And the thing about it too is considering the way they got rid of David Griffin Griffith too, the way they fired him. You I mean everyone was pissed about that? Then you're gonna go ahead and uh, fire Tyloo the exact same way, um, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Just Man. make Jr. the head coach or something. For real, bro. bro something. You know what I mean? And he, that right now, it is probably. Would you would you consider Cleveland to be kind of like in a complete total total rebuild? Total rebuild. Yeah. That, that roster that they have, that they have right now in Cleveland is it. Isn't a, isn't a team of world beaters? Bro, no. Look at the, they're, they're right now. They're trying. They just started trying to shop Kyle Korver. Right. They just tried. Trying. They just started trying to shop him. Rodney Hood's on like a two, one year deal. Yeah. On a one year deal. J.R. Smith is very upset with the franchise right now. He's not, he's, he's to, this close to getting asked to asking for a trade. Right. That close. Um, Kevin Love's hurt right now. You I mean not too serious? But like. Kevin, the amount of money that they're paying Kevin Love, he's not a franchise player. He's, it may be if he's Minnesota Kevin Love, but we're not going to see that. We're not seeing that. We're yet. not going to see that. We're not. And then you have Kevin like, Love. you mean Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, he's a great role player, but like, it's, it's, it's you don't have the other pieces that you need for him. Right. You mean to to to, to do just extremely well. I like Colin Sexton. I, I do like Colin Sexton. I think he's going to be a real scary player. Right? I do too. And I think that he's going to be very uh, detrimental. Not detrimental. He's going to be very important and essential into their rebuild. You know, you know the, one thing that they, the only one thing that they do that they need to get rid of though? What? That fucking TT contract. Tristan Thompson is getting paid too much goddamn money. I'm going to tell you right now too, bro. As much as I, I'm team switch, bro, JR is getting paid way too much money too. That's I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. <laughs> they need to get rid of those two contracts and that's going to help a lot. Those two contracts right there. Um, dude, build your team around Colin Sexton, develop Seti Osman. Oh, yeah. Uh, and have Kevin Love be your veteran player who's going to work, help them develop and then start bringing in more uh, players. Start bring, dude, and the worst thing about right now, the two things that I see as their biggest issues for this rebuild is one, Dan Gilbert is going to ref, refuse to accept the fact that they're, they're in a rebuild. And two delusional ass nigga, fuck, God, straight up, bro. And number two, delusional. they traded away about every single asset they had for the next like two season, the next two drafts. It's gonna be a bringing in Jr. and Iman Shumper, bring uh, um, bringing in um, Demari Carroll, um, all of those players. Uh, not Demari Carroll, sorry, Jay Crowder when they traded away Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, when they brought in Jordy Clarkson and Larry Nance, they gave away they gave away so many draft picks to the Lakers. They have absolutely nothing left to their name. So, so it's safe to say that it's going to be a long time before we see the Cavs back in any kind of like semblance. You know what I mean? And going back to Ty Lue, man, just do you think do you think he's going to coach find another place to coach? Do you think we saw that LeBron gave him a shout out on Twitter that said that same thing? I'm telling you, bro. Do we believe that's going to be a link up? I'm, bro, I think he'd be down to just like pop over there as an assistant coach for the Lakers, bro. Let him have the rest of the season to sit down, maybe show up on a 
on a, on a talk show once or twice throughout the season. As an analyst. Um, as an analyst, once or twice. And then, yo, bro, um, come in, uh, and then come in hot as an assistant coach on a winning basketball team. Right. It just it just seems like I feel like that makes the best sense. I don't think Tyler's gonna be on his feet on, on, on his on, like out of a job for too long. Either. I don't think so either. He's he's a uh, despite all the jokes and memes we say about him and how we and how he was carried and how LeBron was the coach of that team. He he knows some shit. Like oh, he's yeah, he he's does. a veteran, a ten year veteran in the league. He's played. He's a journeyman. Played for all these different teams, so he knows basketball, and he can give a lot of he can give a lot of good pointers to the yeah. young players coming up. On the topic of coaches, though, um, that are getting fired, who's on the hot seat? So Ty, so Ty, so Ty, Ty loses the first the, the first time no down. Who's gonna be the next coach to be to be to be active? This Here's season? the thing. As much as I hope this man is on the hot seat, I have a feeling him and Sam Presti are really good friends. So that's why I don't think that he's in the hot seat. But I for sure hope that a couple more losses. I kind of want the Thunder to lose another game or two in a row. <laughs> We're hoping so that Billy right? Donovan gets his at, gets, gets fucking shit, bro. He's been he's had a, he's had a, he's got to get the fuck out of there, bro. The thing the, the thing I found interesting about the there's no way Russ likes that man. Exactly, that's the thing I'm talking about. So so the so the the difference between coaches and players in the NBA is a lot different than in the NBA or in the NFL. You know, basketball is a little more of a freelance sport where you can kind of do things on your own and kind of show your, show your own talents in a different way. But I'll tell you one thing. Russ has not liked fucking Billy Donovan since the moment he stepped, he stepped into fucking OKC. I can tell you right now, he doesn't listen to the word that man says. It, no, no. It's evident, right? It's and, evident. And, and, I mean, and even going back, bro, one of the main reasons that like Kevin Durant left was because of Billy Donovan's bitch ass. This man single-handedly... Fucking drove out the number two player in the league from the team. Doesn't resign. Now, I, I don't know how we haven't had like a story of like Westbrook just popping off on this nigga in the locker room. Bro, he, he just he just doesn't have any control. I doesn't feel like he has any control in the locker room, especially with a especially like with, a, with an ego like Russ in there. Not an ego, but like a personality like Russ. Yeah, he's running the show. You know what the thing is though. You know how often we see coaches also being like VP of operations. I'm, how come we can't have a, a player coach? Like an actual player coach, right? Yo, Russ, just take over, man. Exactly, just take the clipboard over, bro. You know I, what I I'm mean? telling you, bro. Like I'm, sh- you know how like you can have like people sign a petition and like you have to like it has to be like heard in front of Senate and all that. Yeah, there has to be some rule like that in the NBA to get some nigga kicked out of the front office. Yo, if we get like 98 percent of like the the roster to sign this petition, can we get Billy Donovan's ass gone? Yes, sign petitions. Get. In f- I, need, I need to look at the robots. We need, we need to figure out right now. We're gonna get him out of that fucking paint, bro. I'm telling it's you, it's done. And watch, as soon as they get rid of, as soon as they get rid of Bill Donovan, it's gonna, gonna be a whole new light over there. Scotty Brooks, Wizards. Does he? Is, do you think he's on a hot seat too? The Wizards are fucking one and five right now. Oh man. Yeah. No. Bro. As we've discussed, in, as as we've discussed in previous episodes, you mean like nine of their twelve players on the, uh, thirteen players on the roster are all on one year contracts. The Wizards are in a fucking shit show right now. And so you mean, and so a couple of days ago, Bradley Bill was like, you know. We're not playing as a team. It feels like everyone has their own agenda. Well, yeah, everyone has their own agenda. Everyone's on one-year deals. Everybody gets money are trying to get. They, everyone's out here trying to get their shots up so they can get paid next season. Exactly right. It's just I feel like for me, Scotty, of course, with Don, with Don, Donovan's on my list. The guys, shortest guys are going to be out of here soon. Scotty Brooks. The Wizards are one or five with fucking two All Stars on the roster: John Wall and Bradley Beal. Supposedly they're supposed to be All Stars last year, but. Anyways, 
just no control, bro. And I feel like it's gonna boil, it's gonna boil over real, real soon. Cause you know, how, you know how John Wall is. John Wall is a very temp, is very heavy-hearted player. He wears emotion on his sleeves. He doesn't, he doesn't like losing like that. So I could see management in a couple games just saying, you know what, we're gonna go a new direction. Especially watch, watch them get Dwight Howard back and still be fucking up like this. He's gonna be gone by fucking next month, bro. He's gonna be gone before Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm man. calling it. Anybody else? We think who's gonna be on the hot seat? I think that's about. I think, I think that honestly, those two are gonna be. Uh-huh. I think that's about it, right now. All like right. major, there are coaches who are gonna. I mean, losing their job in the next like couple weeks. Tyloo, shout out to you, homie, bro. I hate. I hate it had to be you, dog. Hate it had to be you. Hey, shout out to you though, Ty. You mean homies for life, bro? You're always welcome on the show. For real, bro. Always welcome on the show. All right, moving on to the next to the to the final segment. It's kind of a short show today, huh? Yeah. Kind of short to, to the point. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? All right, cool. Getting back to it. Yeah, so, we, we got to get to these dollar drinks on Halloween night, y'all. You feel me? Dollar <laughs> drinks? <laughs> dollar drinks on Halloween? We can't pass it. We, we can't pass we that couldn't, shit up. We couldn't leave you hanging, but we still can't pass it up. All right, so we're going to finish this up real quick. All right, boom. So college basketball starts in, a, in like a week oh, and a half. I, for, I low-key, I forgot about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I forgot about that shit's happening. But it's going to be a great fucking year for college basketball. Here's the thing for me. All right, so... As much as we love the NBA, as much as I love the NBA, you love the NBA, for me, college basketball, I like college basketball more. And I'm going to tell you why real quick as we go into the segment, because this is our first real talk on college basketball. It is, right? It is. Hey, we know our stuff. <laughs> we got it. Let's go. We got it. Let's so anyways, my, my biggest thing for me liking college basketball or the NBA is 5% of these kids are going to make it to the NBA. Maybe even less than 5%. Like 2.5% are, make, like two, like two two, are two, making it to the league. And with that being said, with so many kids who aren't going to make it to the league, you mean you have you have 90, 97.5% of, of the college basketball athletes aren't making it. And at least 80% of that um, no. At least 80% of that <laughs> Know that they don't even have a shot of going to the league. Hold up, pause real quick. We just got some hot news on the hot seat. This is breaking fucking news, Bre- nigga. Yo, flashback to 2011. Can we see our favorite fucking fucking bull of all time? What the fuck off tonight? Shout out to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had a 50 Min- burger. With the Minnesota Timberwolves dropped 50. 50 burger. Nigga bro. drops 50? I'm telling you, bro. Flashback. I'm telling you, bro. I saw I was on the way here, bro. I was I was on the I was on the I was on the, the gram. And they were like flashbacks to 2011, and Derrick Rose over here doing spin moves out of the backcourt, passing out the balls to fucking getting the assist. I'm like, what? Shout out to Derrick Rose. Shout the fuck out to Derrick Rose, bro. Me. He's he's going for that MIP award. I'm he, telling he, you, bro. He's told, he said he's going to, bro. He's going to. But he's anyways, to. anyways, college back to college basketball. So you have so so many kids who know they're not going. These kids are playing with every single heart and grit and like blood, sweat, and tear that they have in their body. Right. They every single game. Then you get to the league and you got players on the Wizards over here that are don't care about winning. <laughs> They're just trying to take shots, trying to stat pads so they can get paid. No. Yep. People don't play defense anymore. You mean it's just like you mean you just don't see the heart I in love, the NBA that you see in college basketball. I love college basketball just for one reason, one reason only. It's in college basketball. It is. This is the most true statement I can I can say about what is it? college basketball. Any team, no matter who's on that roster, can win it. Yes. Any arena any, at any given yes, moment. Yes, yes, Versus where the NBA, 
If you go to if you go to Oracle, you're not winning a basketball <laughs> you're not game unless basketball. you're the Warriors. You mean if uh, you're in the first second round against LeBron James, you're not winning a basketball it's game. It's all variety for college basketball. I yeah, that's what we love about the most. So getting back into that, you of course we have our blue bloods, all those big, all those big schools that are going out there, and, mm-hmm. and you know your Kentuckys and your Louisvilles and your all these bluegrass blue blood teams. But one blue, but one blue blood team in particular. Isn't going to be on everybody's radar this entire year. The Duke fucking Blue Devils. Bro, I'm telling you. The man. Blue Devils of Duke, nigga. They have one, two, three, four, five, five players in the, in the, in in the, the top, top 10. Top 10. Top 10 of the fucking uh, ESPN 100 list, man. Oh, God that's... damn. So you have RJ Barrett, Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson. Ooh, sorry about that. Cam Reddish. And then you have Trey Young. No, Trey, Trey Jones. Trey Jones. Trey Jones. Tyce Jones' little brother. Yep. Who's actually a better basketball player. He they they're saying he's a better basketball player than his than his brother, bro. That's 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 crazy to think about. I'm telling you. But yeah. God damn. Well, Duke's gonna be as Duke, do you how, where do you think Duke's gonna be this year? So here's the thing Duke though. Basketball. Here's the thing. Um people Especially Duke fans, they're super excited for the year as they should be. As they have R.J. Barrett, Zion Williams, and Cam Reddish, who are the number one, two, and three players coming out of high school basketball. Right. And theoretically, could be the numbers one, two, and three pick in this upcoming draft next right. year. And so, with that being said, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of you mean hype going into them. But you mean you're forgetting the team that Duke had last year. They had Wendell Carter, who was a top ten player. You had uh, Marvin Bagley, who at the end of the summer reclassified. And just like he's supposed to be playing with this went class. straight to the top. He's supposed to be playing. We also be playing with this class. Yeah. Yeah. Marvin Marvin Bagley. Um. You had um. Who I forgot further point guard's name. Um. You had a very similar team talent wise. Yeah. But like, I just feel like this team's gonna be. This team has a, even more hype than last year's. Team. They do have more hype than last year. A lot more hype. And I think that they're gonna get a lo- they're gonna get along a lot better. You think so? I think so. They, they, they seem like they have this kind of like. I was I was listening I was listening to a story this morning on uh, ESPN about Zion. They're they're interviewing him. Jay Billis was interviewing him, and they ha- they all had, like a group chat together. It was him, Cam Reddish, um, R.J. Barrett, um, Coach K, and Zion all in the message together. And they're all just like going back and forth, trying to trying to get each other to go to the same school together, as well. And regardless of of, of what happened, regardless of what, uh, what happened to get them all there, they're there. You know. But here's the thing, though. Like, you mean. Real quick sidetrack, you mean everything that's going on with college basketball, all oh, the indictments yeah. we've had. We just had those guilty verdicts by the jury on those three uh the Adidas the three Adidas executives. And with all with all said and done, it's like you just said, you mean how they got there, you mean we'll never know. But it's like <laughs> you have Duke who's been a powerhouse for so long. Duke is like Alabama football. They might they probably did it in the past, but they got to a point to where they no longer need to do it because all you need to say is Duke. we're Duke. Yeah, all you have to do is show them, show them that big, show them that that fucking, big, that big block D, that big block D right there, and say, "Hey, come play, come play for Coach K." Blue and white. That's all you need to say. Like you mean, it's like, it's like Alabama. Shit. You know, they might have did that in the past, but now they're at a point to where they are literally a top. You mean there's a pinnacle of college basketball, college football, right and so their name is worth more than any amount of money. Okay, so back, so back on Duke, back, back on the Duke topic. So, so you have our, so you have RJ, so you have RJ Barrett. Six seven small forward, you know. Scouts are already calling scouts. A lot of scouts are already calling this guy the number one pick in next year's draft. Yes, 
he's he he can he's a member of the Canadian basketball team, you know, Godfather Steve Nash, um, all the intangibles to see. But like, what makes him so special, R.J. Barrett? What makes him special? I think what they're looking at here is his versatility. The way he's able to control his body in the air. Yeah, you have Zion Williamson who can dunk the ball and it's super flashy. It's also, we'll get to him in a little bit. It's a great player overall. But R.J. Barrett just has so much control over multiple things on the court. He's the person on the floor that's going to make sure everyone else is doing their role. You mean... Uh, Coach K was like... I think Coach K can is, shoot the basketball. Coach he can K drive like, in. Yeah. Coach K is like calling him the number one option. I think I think by default he's going to be the number one option. I Absolutely. It's, it's... Again, we've seen... Everyone, I mean, if you follow college sports, you listen to this podcast. You have you 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 follow you follow college basketball and NBA basketball because you're a fan of basketball. Exactly. And you've seen Zion Williamson in high school and all the dunks he was doing, windmill dunking, three sixty dunking in the air, all this bullshit. And you're just like, okay, he's just a flashy dunker. Then this past summer, all his workouts, how much weight he's put on, Whoa. how big he is, his his game looks good. Mm-hmm. But even despite the steps that Zion's taking, like. To get better as a basketball player, and be there's still a comfortable gap between him and RJ Barrett. Yeah, and that's crazy because Zion might be the number two pick in the draft next year. This wild, number three right? pick in the draft, you know what I mean? And then, and um, I think I have no doubt that RJ Barrett is going to be the number one option, and I think that he's going to have a very good college season. And I think like a lot of players too that come in with a lot of, you mean um, like Marvin Bagley, yeah, um, and then years before that too, um, like Ben Simmons yeah. when he played LSU, all these cro- prospects who are like, oh, they're going to be number one pick. There's been certain moments to where they've sort of like, you mean, didn't do so hot. I think RJ Barrett is going to be very comfortable, and I think that he's going to. It's natural for him already, huh? I think that he's he. I I do not <clears throat> think that we're going to have a game this season or in and or in the tournament where we're like, where the fuck was RJ Barrett? Yeah. I think he's going to show up all 32 games in the regular season, all 30 games in the regular season throughout the entire um, ACC tournament and throughout the entire NCAA tournament. Right. Now, are they going to win? Hey, it's bro, still up in the air. It's still up in the it's air. It's anybody's ballgame. It's anyone's ball. that, That's why we love college basketball. But as far as is RJ Barrett going to show up, without a doubt, I think he is. Zion Williamson. You mentioned Zion. Already talks to be one of the he's – already, he's, he's already a comparison to LeBron already. Can you believe that? I don't see it. I don't see it either. Who, but who was it too that said that? There was some retired basketball player that was fucking smoking out of the goddamn pipe when he something stupid saying that he's already better than LeBron and this nonsense. Like, yo, I like I like Zion's. I like Zion. He's a very unique specimen. Yes, he's one. He's one of a kind. But I don't see. I like. I this, the comparisons to LeBron are a little bit unwarranted. I think. I think. His game, I think, I think, I think he's going to be more of uh, the high flying. He's going to be, he's going to be a highlight guy. He, you know, he's, he's going to be like a Vince Carter. Exactly, he's he's going to be the hype, the hype guy. The, the guy's going to be the, the, the human highlight reel. Human highlight reel. He's going to go and get his buckets. He's going to help out the team, but he's never going to be the guy. He's not going to be the guy in the court that you give the ball to to take the last shot when no. you have an RJ Barrett on the court. Phenomenal defender, nonetheless. Yes, he's, in, he's he's fucking big, he nigga. Fuck. Two, six nine two eighty five nigga playing fucking small forward power forward. They no they, they they don't have a spot for him. Like most 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 uh most gyms and uh, gym scouts can't put him in can't give him a one or roll. But that's that's okay. With this with this new definition of basketball they're playing, there's like there's really no spot. There's really no need for any kind of like definite spot. So you can play the three, you can play the four, you can play the five without fucking without much yeah much I feel of you. A, much of a 
problem. But yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be one to watch too. And you wanna know what the craziest thing about this is? Um, the craziest thing about this Duke team is, you just like last year, the way we heard nothing about Wendell Carter. We're not gonna hear shit about Cam Reddish. No, he's like he's kind of like a third guy, right? Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be that guy. He's the, he's the, the Kevin radar. Love of the of the Warriors or of the oh, Cavs. Yeah. He's the Clay Thompson of the Warriors. Yeah, he's gonna get go out there and have big games here and there. But he's the Clay Thompson of the Warriors. He's the um, like I said, Kevin Love of the Cavs. The he's the um, trio. He's gonna be the fucking Ray Allen of the fucking Ray Allen of the Celtics. The Celtics. He's, he's mean, gonna be that guy who's he's gonna, he's gonna get his buckets, but they're gonna be. It's in like different sprays, and they're gonna have different ways to contribute out of the court as well. Here's the thing, bro. You have RJ Barrett as, a, as that classifies a small forward at six seven. Mm-hmm. Zion Williamson classified as a power forward, but small forward too at six yeah. six. You have Cam Reddish as a small forward at six seven. You have um, Trey Jones, uh, who's a point guard at six two. So Trey Trey Jones is obviously your starting point guard, right? And the starting two is uh, it's gonna be someone returning to Duke. I can't remember his name, but like. Which one of those three isn't going to start the basketball game? Or are you going to play that kind of small basketball? I don't think college basketball is nah, ready for that small basketball yet. I think I think it's tradi- I think it's tra- transitioning though. I feel like I feel like lot, I feel like now in college basketball is, is going to be more emphasis on guys playing different spots. Yeah, I think yeah, you know I, I mean? think so. I think this is going to be like a we're we're putting our feet in the water. You're a not going to see yeah, a lot a test, because a test like one. think about this too. Since we're in college basketball, and you I mean we can probably transition into it for a little bit too, just with all the FBI stuff. But, I mean, here at Arizona, um, what has been our biggest fucking issue when we get to the tournament recently outside of this past fucking disappointing season was when we've lost – was every time we got to the tournament, our biggest issue is a fucking dominant center. Big in the man, paint. right? Yes, bro. With Lord, with Lord Markin, it was always – he was too soft. Too in, soft. In Tarzuski was just a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you had Frank Kaminsky was bitching him for two years. Yeah. Then after that, we beat Xavier, um, I think, 26, 2017. 2017. We beat uh, uh, Xavier. Um, no, it was 2015 we beat Xavier, but that fucking big corn-fed white boy with the goggles fucked us up in the paint. We barely won. Last year, Xavier beat us, and they had someone dominant in the paint. It's just college basketball loves the traditional one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, they, they do love their, their – your prototypical big man, like I will give you that. Aiden last year too sometimes would would be suspect, especially in that tournament game against Buffalo. Super suspect for the for, for Arizona. But, but yeah. I um, just think that like I I just think that there if there's gonna be a point to where Coach K is like, all right, I can't start all three of them because I don't I that's not the lineup I want. Right. And you're gonna have Cam Reddish coming off the bench, and it's gonna be like. Oh, we all we all we all know that we, we all know that they're, they're gonna get their buckets though. Yeah. No, none, none of these guys are gonna stay. You know, none of these guys are gonna stay. Well, there's here's the thing though. What a lot of these kids are still young. You mean they're still kids? You mean their egos aren't? You mean their egos get hurt oh, easy? No. And the thing is, like, you mean they're not gonna have the mindset like a Lou Williams who's like Lou Williams, like I don't care. I'm coming off the bench. I'm still getting my minutes and my points. These yeah, kids, Cam Reddish could still be getting 22 minutes off the bench, but it's like I'm not starting. I was the number three kid coming out of school. I could go be a starter on any, any other team program in the entire country. Right. But here on the bench, you mean ultimately they're gonna win basketball games. Right. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win the ACC. It's without a doubt. Yeah. yeah Virginia. Virginia was good last Virginia year. Virginia was good last year. They, they <laughs> until they won. fucking lost to that 16 CU. For the they won time. the ACC last year. They did win the ACC. 
And hey, you mean they, they have that, that new Kyle guy who's a fucking hooper, bro. But what, anyway. What do you think their ceiling Duke's ceiling this year as far as the record rise? Do you think they're gonna go what's the record gonna be? I think they're gonna I think they're gonna lose like three games. Probably one game at like probably like one early probably, game. Probably probably one non ACC game. Probably gonna probably gonna lose one or two <laughs> ACC games and they're gonna be close games. They're gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be super down to the wire, and I think what's gonna happen is someone's gonna get in foul trouble, or someone's gonna do a stupid foul and fuck it up. Um, but dude, it just seems like it's gonna be like that. ACC's ACC is tough, bro. Is one a tough, tough one of the toughest ones yes. in all college basketball. I'll, I'll give you that, I'll, dude. Out. So when the Pac-12 is playing good basketball, so 2015, Lonzo Ball, when Lonzo Ball was in college, the Pac-12 was fucking ridiculous, bro. Yeah. The the that's. That's the ACC, but like year after year after year. Yeah. They don't right. have these slump years like the Pac-12. No, they don't. But ACC is always leading the nation in basketball. In basketball. And at that, you mean at that point, it's expected you're going to lose a game or two. And I think, you mean, it's just with that much firepower and that much personalities, it's like, you're going to, you're going to, it's going to get onto the court it's at gonna, least one game. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. For, and I think year. they're going to make a Elite Eight appearance. And I think yeah. that. Who beats him? Who beats him in the fight? In the final? Who beats? Well, that, that's it's, hard to say. It's hard to say. I know because of the rankings but, and the way they number one. Yeah. But I definitely do not see them losing to like a, a lower seeded team. A mid major. I don't see no. I see them losing to like another dominant program. Um, you mean I see them? I see them. Yeah. Some something like that, like a Kansas or a Kentucky. Um, fuck, bro. You mean if Oregon can play well? And Oregon, they get matched up. Speaking of Oregon, Oregon has a seven-two kid, Bobo. 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 He has the he developed so much his senior year. Oh yeah, dude. People are saying that, that people are saying he's in the visas. Like he's in, he could be one of the steals in this draft. Um, people are raving over the fact that he's a two-way player. You know, he shows he shows he shows the skill around the basket, getting putting the ball in the basket. He's all can be else can be a, a good rebounder and a great shot blocker as well. Um, the big risk about him though, from what I've been reading about, is his mobility. And his durability, because you know he's seven two, yeah, and, he, and like he doesn't have a lot, like he doesn't have a lot of like meat on his bones, per se. But he's unique, like, like, like I say, Oregon, Oregon can make a lot of noise this year too. If 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 he's having if he's having one of these great years, um, one more guy for you though. Do you remember? Do you remember the summer this summer when we were out in LA? We were we were watching uh, the fucking Drew League out in Compton, bro. Do you remember? Do you remember seeing a guy by the name of Kevin Porter Jr.? He was the he was the, one of the younger guys on the Drew League courts. He was playing against grown ass men. Yes, I do. I love this. I love this guy already. Yeah. He the nigga's only eighteen already. He's like a Julius legend. He's hooping against his grown ass man, bro. It, 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 like it, you, you couldn't even tell he was only eighteen. Like the way the way he finished around the basket, the way I compared to I compared him to DeRozan. Dude, he's he's a great scorer. Yes, great scorer. Um, where is he? He's going to a Pac twelve school, isn't he? USC. USC. He's going. He's right next to USC. Door. Right next to. Uh, he's going to cause problems. A lot of problems. I think he's gonna be. Late. I think he's gonna be a late, late round first, a late first round pick in this year's draft. But he's gonna go drafted, bro, and he's gonna be a good piece for any other team. Oh shit! I think that's about it for us, man. God damn, it's a good show this week, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, hey, man, it's just college basketball is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be a tough season for us as Arizona fans. Arizona fans, yeah. It's, I th- I we're st- I have no doubt that we're still gonna make the tournament. Hey, today they speak. Uh, I don't want to get off topic, but speaking about the, about the the, the uh, NCAA findings, um, Arizona just decided that they're going to back Sean Miller again. So, dude, I just feel like 
Here's my I don't thing. want to get caught up in these fucking bullshit. I know but too, like, but I just I just plain and simple and real quick on what's happening. I think that what they have on Sean Miller is Christian Dawkins calling Sean Miller saying, Hey, you mean I know you're recruiting these players. All you need to do is give them money. I can guarantee you they're gonna come to your school. And I think what it is is Sean Miller's like, Oh yeah, you mean we could do that and then ultimately just be like, No, we're not gonna do it. And I think that what it is, I think it's, it, I think it's these executives who are constantly oh, bugging yeah. the coaches. Fuck yeah! And the coaches are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, you're respected. Like, yeah, you're you're trying to make me break rules, but like, at a certain point, you mean it's kind of important to have these contacts for other reasons, right? And I think, I don't think that Sean Miller is going to get found out for anything. Found serious. out for anything serious. I mean, back in back in back in uh, March, whenever they first filed the investigations, he was clean. Like he was. Sticking, sticking to his guns. So I this mean, nigga came out and said, "I didn't do anything. You guys need to quit lying." And the U. And here's the thing. And too, the U.A. backed him up. And here's the thing too is, um, when the school, when an entire school backs up a coach, I think it's a good possibility that they didn't do anything because you see how quickly schools fire coaches or right. put them on unpaid administrative leave right. or S- you mean suspensions or stuff like that. And yeah, Sean Miller didn't. Uh, Coach for a couple of games last But that was – he voluntarily stepped down and wasn't coaching because he didn't want to be a distraction. And so I think with all that said and done, the fact that, like, the school is, you mean, backing it up. And, and here's the thing. U of A, Arizona is not going to back this man up without doing their own investigation. Right. You, I guarantee you they've done just as much investigation and fucking turning everything upside down as and much as the FBI has done. Right. And so I think – You want to be thorough about that. Yeah. I think that we can be somewhat confident that Sean Miller – Sean Miller is going to be okay. For the and, and, and the thing about it, too, is, hey, his 2019 recruiting class is number three in the country right now. Right? Hey, we have, hey, don't sleep on U of A. This year might, this, this might, this year this, might be a little toss-up. This year toss might be up. a little toss-up, but next year, ooh, boy. Nico Manning, Josh Green, Green. Terry Armstrong, okay. uh, and then uh, Kusoff or um, some, some, some three-star center who's going to be a great he's – he's like another Tarzewski. A great development player you're going to have for three or four years. Um, so I'm excited for UVA basketball to be back on, bro. Yes. Low-key. I'm, I'm so glad we have – now we have – not only do we have NBA basketball on, we have college basketball. We have everything on under the sun. I'm man. telling you, bro. McHale Center is one of the toughest arenas. Oh, to, believe me. Is, is one of the hardest places to come in and win a basketball game. Niggas talk about Cameron Indoor Center being tough, but you don't want to be – you don't want to be McHale. No. For too long. McHale Center is one of is probably one, the number, probably the second hardest place in college basketball to win a game. You don't get it, bro. You so don't get it. Y'all better be y'all be y'all better be waiting on your for A game, shit, bro. For real. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all when we see y'all. Catch As always, later. stay safe. Stay All right. safe. Get your treats. Go grab a drink. Happy Halloween, you motherfuckers. Happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> Catch y'all later. <laughs>